0: Hello. This is the forty-fifth tale in a year and a day of weekly short stories set in the split worlds. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we will begin. This story is called The Lesson. Bry sat at the table, his legs swinging under the chair and his palms slippery with sweat. The nail was in front of him, its dull sheen making him tremble with guilt grandpa had left it there deliberately to show he knew what he'd done bry tried to swallow he was in for a whipping grandpa came in but his belt wasn't in his hand bry took that as a good sign where'd that come from grandpa pointed at the nail the smithy bry thought his voice sounded like someone else's and how could you buy that with no coppers of your own Bry looked down into his lap. Well your chair were broke, I, I got plenty of nails in the old fence outside. They're all rusty. I wanted to get you a good one. His grandpa's face was like the fell at the top of the moor, old and craggy, with deep crevices and tufts of hair sprouting from them like gorse. Bry searched it like he did a cloudy sky. Would there be thunder? or only soft rain. Bry. Grandpa's sigh was like the sun coming out. No whipping today. There's two reasons we don't steal from the smithy. What are they? Cause we need him? That's one. He makes all the tools, all the nails that hold this house together, that hold the plough together. He holds the village together, see? Bry nodded. And what's the other reason? Bry shrugged. "'Cause he can hit hard?' Grandpa half-coughed, half-chuckled. "'He can at that. But that's not the reason we respect him and his sons. Don't you know what his great-great-great-grandfather did?' When he shook his head, Grandpa leaned over the corner of the table until Bry could smell the heather in his hair. He caught the devil and nailed him to the wall of his forge. His whisper sent a thrill through Bry's chest. He did? That he did. The devil was stealing daughters from the village. He took the baker's daughter, then the butcher's daughter, and then he went for the blacksmith's daughter, who was the fairest of the lot. But the smith grabbed him, and hammered a nail through his hands so they couldn't be used for evil. And the devil brayed at him like a donkey for three days and three nights, but the smith didn't let him go. Then at dawn on the fourth day, the devil swore he would never harm those the smith cares for if he let him go. And it were a proper oath, bry, bound in blood and sworn in the sight of God. And the smithy let him go, and the devil was ne'er seen again in these ear parts. Bry jumped when Grandpa slapped the table top. So, what you doing now, boy? When Bry didn't reply fast enough, Grandpa cuffed him round the ear. You're taking that nail back. And you're telling that smith what you did, and you're saying sorry. Rye's bottom lip trembled. He reckoned the blacksmith would break him in two. The man's arms were thicker than his body. But Grandpa put the nail in his hand, propelled him to the door, and pushed him out into the mud before he could plead for an alternative punishment. It had been raining for over a week, and the mud sucked at his boots as he walked through the village, leaking through their many holes and chilling his toes. He passed the baker, and the smell of his wares made his stomach cramp with hunger. He wondered if he'd ever eat another crust of bread again. The smithy was at the top of the hill, hewn out of an outcropping of rock, part cave, part stone building. He could hear the hammering already, his heart outpacing the blacksmith's strikes by the time he got to the door. "'No, The blacksmith smiled at him. Bry could see the anvil— but the light from the doorway soon surrendered to the darkness of the forge, until all he could see was the glow of the fire. It was like standing at the entrance to hell. Unable to speak, Bry held out his hand, exposing the stolen nail. The blacksmith rested his hammer. That's one of mine. I don't remember selling that to you. Bry shook so much the nail tumbled onto the floor. I'm sorry grandpa's chair broken and i didn't have a copper and the blacksmith put the piece of iron he was working back in the fire and came over bry cowered expecting a crack across his head but instead saw the smith's huge fingers pluck the nail from the dirt scared i'll nail you to my wall bry nodded S- sorry i took it it's worth a lot less than a copper you could buy a bag of them for that. Here, you keep it for your grandpa, he's a good man. Bry closed his fingers around it. The threat of a beating now gone, he searched the interior for any sign of the devil. He told you then. The blacksmith wiped sweat from his forehead and left a smudge in the grime. Did your grandpa really nail the devil to the wall? No, the smith smiled and Bry's shoulders dropped with disappointment. It weren't the devil. Bry peered up at him. He nailed a man there? The blacksmith's smile was dangerous as he beckoned Bry further in. I'll show you. It was so warm inside, the air so thick, it didn't feel like he was in the village any more. The blacksmith led him to the far back of the forge, where the wall wasn't made of hewn stone, but the rock of the hillside. He picked up a lantern and held it up, casting its glow over a patch of rock that sparkled. Silently, he traced the outline of rock that looked like gold, until Bry realised it was the shape of a very tall and thin man, stretching his arms up with his hands crossed above his head. A stout nail was still there. The one his grandpa had told him nailed the devil's hands to the wall. Who was it, if it weren't old Nick? There's no such thing as the devil, the blacksmith said. The churchmen made that up, same time they made up God. Bry gasped. There's only man and nature. The smith carried on, ignoring Bry's shock. And since we learned to work the metal, we've been warring with nature as well as each other. No, it weren't the devil my ancestor nailed there. He looked down at Bry, his face made terrifying by the fall of the lantern light. It was something worse. Bry had stopped breathing, he didn't realise until his lungs started to burn. He blew out the stale air in a burst and sucked in a deep breath as the blacksmith laughed. Maybe the smith was the devil. He ran, bursting out of the forge, and throwing himself down the hill as fast as his legs could go. He didn't stop until he got back home and locked the door behind him. Grandpa was by the fire, and Bry felt silly. Pretending he hadn't just feared for his soul, he put the nail on the table. I said sorry, and he gave it me for you. If you want it. Grandpa's craggy eyebrows twitched. Good lad, I hope you learned a lesson— Bry nodded. He'd learned it was best to steal from the baker. That's the end of this week's story. If you'd like to find out more about the Split Worlds, then go to www.splitworlds.com Thank you for listening.